Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zone. And Animorphs is back on the menu, boys. I'm one of your Stanomorphs, Anna. And I'm another one of your Stanomorphs, Em. Uh, so this week, we are back to our our lads, our boys, well, boys and girls, um, and Axe. And Axe, and our alien. Yeah. Animorphs, book number nine, The Secret. Was The Secret tomato juice? <laughs> Anna, I believe The Secret was tomato juice. Wow. I and the podcast. I definitely feel <laughs> that, it. you know, not to, not to get ahead too much, but uh, since we do these in batches a little bit, the title of this book would have been much better for the next book that we're going to read Mm-hmm. i agree or like they they could have just usually the titles for these books are so spot on it's like mm-hmm. ridiculous but maybe this one they should have just called the stench <laughs> book number nine <laughs> the, the smell stench. the the smellening <laughs> <laughs> so this is <laughs> A Cassie POV. I think this is the second Cassie POV we've had, right? Yes. And honestly, like, I don't know. Cassie's like falling in the ranks of my most favored morphing kids. Oh, see, I loved her in this book. I think I just prefer this persona of like Rachel, where she's just, as the books constantly characterize her as Xena Warrior Princess sort of persona as opposed to like normal kid with normal feelings. I don't want that shit in my animorph. <laughs> I really here's here's what I think. And I mean we'll see as we go if this continues to be the trend. But Cassie's books tend to be a lot more introspective and philosophical, which is yes. what I like. I think Rachel's mm. are a lot and I mean it's a little unfortunate that we're kind of pitching the two girls against each other. There are many <laughs> viewpoints. But Rachel thirsts for violence, as Rachel do just, I. Cassie had a little bit of that that blood thirst in her, though, this book, I will say. Um, she did. And I think that, like, Rachel's is a little bit more punch, 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 which that's the part that I mm. care about the least. I like the, like, deep philosophical uh, arguments, which Cassie is really bringing to the table. She did answer, if, if we can remember way back when, your question about the, mor- the morals of the Animorphs and kind of where they draw the line stuff Cassie does struggle with that in this book of like I understand that in the animal world you know it's predator versus prey and you got to do what you got to do to survive but she does question like I'm I'm a human coming into their world and is it really fair that I am throwing the balance off Cassie has a huge crisis of faith in this book. Like this she is, really does. I mean, this is book number nine, and we're already having these moments. I mean, we already saw this with Tobias trying to commit bird suicide, but like Cassie <laughs> is like having this moment of like basically her entire worldview has been shattered. Like her her whole faith is in nature and the natural world, and now she's kind mm-hmm. of realizing that like the natural world isn't this like beautiful safe place that she thought it was and it's it's very I really really liked this book I really liked Cassie in this book I thought she was doing a lot I also will say I really liked this book as fuel for the eventual fan fiction that I will write love in the time of skunks oh my god there was so much Cassie Marco shipping in this book so much Cassie Marco shipping though 
so much. Oh my god. But yeah, I don't Cassie did throw a little shade at my boy Tobias, which I was not like super cool with. Mm-hmm. Um but she does apologize for it later and makes a funny reference to it in a future book. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like sometimes she is just too uppity and too rigid and I'm I'm more of a Rachel Marco sort of over here. And also she loves Jake, which to me like that just that's so much that's so many points against her. She like likes Jake and I can't get over that. I cannot. I like Cassie's rigidity. I like the fact that we have both Cassie. I was thinking a lot of this in this book. I like the fact that we have both Cassie and Rachel who are both um very girly in different ways and I really appreciate that they're mm-hmm. not like they're not doing that thing where it's like I'm not like other girls they do to some extent because it's the 90s and you know everybody was doing that but like not being like other girls was the thing to do as a girl in the 90s yes exactly but like um I like that we have kind of like Cassie fulfilling a lot of these like stereotypes of like being nurturing and maternal and Rachel fulfilling kind of these stereotypes of being like girly girly, but they both also have like a lot more to them, like Rachel's bloodlust mm-hmm. and Cassie's, I guess, uh, philosophical angst. <laughs> <laughs> She's so deep and so connected to Mother Earth, Mother Gaia. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say overall, very light on plot. In terms of the yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in that. Um, but you have to have these filler books every once in a while mm-hmm. to, yeah. like you said, maybe explore the characters as opposed to this year invasion that will be assumably ongoing until we get to book number fifty-four. So mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> so yeah, let's. I guess let's just get into it then. Let's let's yeah. talk the talk. So, as we've said, this is a Cassie POV, and for our, like, I don't know what to call these, like, the pre-plot scenes that they always have, where mm-hmm. they experiment with morphs and make goofs and stuff. Yep. So, Cassie and Rachel are staying after school, so Cassie can figure out her science project, which is trying to get a rat to run through a maze. And the rat will not do it. So, they're like, mm, let's just turn into the rat to find out why the rat won't run the maze. The problem is, while they are rats, some boys storm into the room and just start attacking all of these rats that they see and trying to hit them with brooms. Even though it's, like, really obvious, I would hope, that someone is doing a science project because there is a rat in a maze. Like, anyway. I guess I guess they saw the rat kitten. Like, were they in the mazes at the point when the boys attacked or were they outside of the maze? I think they were, like, getting into the maze, but there was definitely still a rat in the maze. Yeah, definitely. But, like, maybe the boys were like, that rat... That's a chill rat. These other rats. <laughs> these other rats, I gotta kill them. I gotta get rid of these rats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Cassie and Rachel, like, attack the boys. They go inside their pant legs and nibble at them a little bit, mm-hmm. which works. But Cassie's rat from the maze <laughs> disappears, and I guess that means Cassie fails her science project. I don't know. This was also... A book very concerned with Cassie's grades, which I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I skimmed all of the grade talk, I think. Because I was (laughs) like, don't care, don't care, don't care. And also because nothing came out of it. Like, maybe that's setting something up for, I'm going to get a D in science. 
Yeah, and like she's like, my parents will be so concerned. And I thought at some point, like, the parents were going to get a call from the school and it would be like, Cassie, we've heard your grades are slipping and like something would come out of it. Because she kept being like, if my parents find out, then they'll have, they'll like be really strict and, or she wasn't even like, they'll be strict. She's like, they, they'll help me with my homework and they'll like may, be like on me 24 seven to make sure I'm studying and whatever. Yeah. So I won't be able to do Animorph stuff. So I thought that was going to come up, but it didn't, which is making me think that maybe that's going to be a plot point in a future book. Maybe that Cassie's going to be grounded or Cassie's going to have trouble getting to a morphing thing maybe, but yeah, well, it didn't surely- definitely didn't pay off in this one. <laughs> Surely, like, all of these children are, like, completely suffering in every other aspect of their life, right? Because they are consumed with this need to save the world and being the only ones that can save it. And they're 13. Like, that's a lot. So surely they're just falling apart at the seams. They are... I I can't remember if it's this book or one of the other ones we've read, but they do have the moment when they're like, it's so important that we appear normal to the Yerks who are all around us, and so we Mm -hmm. must... um, maintain our our grades and keep doing our our after school activities in order to not clue them in that we are actually fighting them and whatever so like i think like in terms of their performance is probably the same but their anxiety has got to be off the charts because like think about how bad it would be like as a 13 year old if you're like for instance me being like I want to try out for the school play. And like, that's already pretty anxiety producing, but then being like, I have to try out for the school play again. And if I don't get the lead role, then the Yerks will know that I am fighting against them and come and put a <laughs> slug in my brain. Like <laughs> their prior parents, I'll probably just think they're on drugs. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be all breaking Bailey up in here. A sudden change in their personalities with no explanation. Yeah. Only obvious explanation to me is drugs. Mm -hmm. I think Cassie is definitely like the weak link here. I think you might be right that Cassie will be the one that kind of fucks it up because Marco, again, jumping ahead a little bit in the next book, Marco also has like a homework assignment due at the last minute, but he gets a B on his paper and I'm pretty sure Cassie just pulled a D in science. So, well, I, I think it's less that Marco is better at school than Cassie. I think it's actually the opposite. I think that Cassie is probably the one who usually does very well in school mm. and the anxiety is getting Because she's a nerd. Because she's a nerd. Well, I don't know why she then just doesn't become the rat and do the experiment with her as the rat. I, I guess know. we don't really know what her grade on... Because she's getting a D in science currently. Mm-hmm. We don't know how this mm-hmm. grade, this this science project affects it. So maybe that is what she ends up doing. I don't know. Mm. Never explained. Kay Applegate, we need our questions answered, please. Uh, So that night, the morphs meet up at Cassie's barn and Axe and Tobias have discovered that the Yerks have started a logging operation in the forest where they hide in an attempt to flush out the Andalite bandits that they have since been Mm. dubbed. I feel like there was a portmanteau there that they missed out on, like the Bandalites. Yes, that was it. I was going to go. I was starting with Andalite and I couldn't make it work. Andalites. But you definitely have to start with the B, I think. The Bandal. Yep. (laughs) This is also yet another instance of Jake being absolute trash. He's Um, so garbage. He's so garbage. I mean, like, I love him. He's my garbage baby. But, like, he is garbage because Cassie, he, like, calls out Cassie and Rachel for doing the rat thing. And he's like, 
you guys, we have to take this seriously. We can't just be goofing around and just turning into animals willy-nilly and whatever. It's like, number one, we've been over this. You guys should be turning into animals all the fucking time. All the time. I don't know why you're not. Every second of your day, you got to be ready to morph instantly. This is how Cassie is so good at morphing because she does stupid shit like turning into a rat for a science project. And then when they like try to start putting their plans into actions as, you know, is coming up, they're like forming teams or whatever. And he's like, okay, Marco and Cassie, you guys are on a team, which I mean, I appreciate Jake that you are throwing your girlfriend into Marco's arms. Thank you very much for that. Yes. But Cassie's all like, how come me and Rachel can't be on a team? And he's like, because you and Rachel just egg each other on. I don't know. I just found the way that he is a leader, like, very dismissive of yeah. Cassie. And it's like, you're being, I, I don't know. I just don't like Jake's whole vibe. I think when he needs to step up and be a leader, he does the whole, like, oh, we're all a team. Everybody needs to figure it out together. Like, when it's, like, a pressure point thing. And when it's something stupid, like, who's going to be on a team together? He's, like, pulling his dick out. Like, Marco, Cassie, you guys are on a team because Cassie and Rachel can't be trusted together. Yeah, and then he does, and then she's like, oh, and, like, how you and Marco can't be? And he's, like, just like that and winks at her. Like, what? Which I guess, I mean, like, he's splitting up himself and Marco, too. But I I don't know. It's just, he just rubs me the wrong way. Jake is, Jake is bad leader. Jake is, Jake should not be the leader. He's not Prince material. Axe. Tobias should be the leader. We all know this. Tobias should be the leader. He is the <laughs> wisest of the morphs. Tobias for morph leader 2020. <laughs> Making the shirt. Swift win 2020. So they go to check out this logging operation and... Margo and Cassie go in as wolves and they're like, mm, we're like the wolf man. And she, Cassie's like, no, the wolf woman. And Marco's like, the wolf couple. Eh? <laughs> For like no reason. And they never like address it. Just lay in the groundwork this, there, just, KA. I see what you do. This has to be intentional, right? Like it was such shipper vibes. I was like, yes. this is constantly like Jake and Cassie barely interact. I know nobody cares about the shipping of these 13 year olds. Shut up. It's all I care about. <laughs> Jake and Cassie like barely interact in this book and Marco and Cassie are like constantly having this like tension and it's so choice like I was like what yes is this I need an aged up they're both over 18 version of this book because like Cassie's like oh I have to protect the animals and Marco is just like I don't understand you and I don't understand your ways Cassie you wild woman and it's so <laughs> I liked earlier in the scene where Marco like greets Cassie and Cassie says he gave me one of his rare slow smiles. Like yeah, Right? I was like, that is out of some fanfic right there. What are you talking about? Yeah. KA's la- laying the groundwork for Cassie Marco. It's gonna cause a big rift. It's gotta be, right? There's gotta be a love triangle <laughs> eventually. Maybe there'll just be a thruple. I mean, that's going to be a lot for Marco to deal with, considering he's not a big fan of bug morphs. And when you consider Jake's fetishes. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. So many bugs. Jake will just not let this shit go. Anyway. <laughs> so Jake, Tobias, and Rachel are in the air. And they come across the logging company thing, which is surrounded by a force field. So they're like, mm, yeah, it's probably Yerks, guys. <laughs> Unfortunately, 
The morphs are quickly discovered, and Cassie and Marco are almost captured under a net before Axe, like, comes in with his tail and slices the net open so they can escape. And they're, like, arguing about how they should handle the slogging operation, and Cassie's like, well, what if we tried to do things a little more subtly? Like, maybe there is, like, this can't be legal what they're doing, so maybe there's something that we can do to ruin their public image. So they're like, we need to get in the building to determine if the Yerks are actually allowed to be here or not. And if they're not, then we'll bring the government down on their heads, basically. So solid plan. Didn't come from Jake. It was a good plan. <laughs> shocking. Shocking. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Cassie's dad needs help with a skunk that has a bad ouchie. And it turns out the ouchie was caused by the Draken beams. Do we say have we decided on the pronunciation for that? Are they Draken? Dracon? Draken? Um, I don't think we've discussed it before. I've always been pronounced I've been pronouncing in my head Draken, but like Draken. Oh, that's a good one. Draken beams. That makes I'll go with that. Kind of yeah, but I don't I don't know what how it's supposed to be pronounced. That sounds the best out of all the things that I just went through. Okay. So, <laughs> so the burns were caused by Draken beams, which were um which went off when the Animorphs were messing around at the logging plant. Like, the Yerks started shooting at him and stuff. And also, the skunk is a mom whose kids are probably starving without her in the wild. And Cassie feels a lot of guilt. So many guilt. Such guilt. And then, also, she finds out that Tobias probably ate one of the babies. So, she's also very guilt about that. <laughs> real salty at Tobias. She's like, fuck off, hawk boy. She's real rude about it. <laughs> oh... Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was hungry for some baby skunk. I heard them. They were vulnerable, so I ate one. I was saving the rest later for a tasty snack. It's almost like Tobias is the most pragmatic of the group and understands the need to kill or be killed and should be the mm-hmm. leader. A hundred percent. I mean, who is it that Cassie goes to for guidance later on in the book? It's Tobias, not Jake. FYI, Tobias. Spoiler alert. You know who she doesn't ask for assistance? Her dumbass boyfriend, Jake. Are they actually boyfriend and girlfriend? They they aren't, right? They just like no. each other. Yeah, they they both admitted they like like each other, and then they like make moon eyes whenever they're about to die. Disgusting. So, it. <laughs> so <laughs> Jake decides that they need to become bugs in order to infiltrate the logging operation. Now, to be fair to Jake, Cassie is the one who says. We need to be something small. But I'm sure Cassie was thinking rat, like the thing she just turned Dormouse. into. Dormouse. <laughs> or yeah. mouse, you know? But no, Jake's like... Bugs. Gotta bugs. Be bugs. <laughs> it's bugs, guys. And not even just a bug, but like one of the worst bugs. Like they can't ever just become ladybugs mm. or bumblebees. <laughs> you know, one of the god-tier bugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dragonfly no he's like termites wood termites got it i just okay so like i get that they saw the termites in the vicinity so they're like perfect they'll blend in whatever i get that there's a fuck ton of bugs around you could have picked a lot of things um but like their whole thing going into this is not just bugs but everyone's like super fucking freaked about the ant thing that happened which i am too and cassie's like i'm 
I'm not doing ants. We're not doing ants again. Ants was terrible. Let's never do ants. And Jake's like, well, let's do termites then. And I'm like, you guys have to stop you picking hive more. minds. You have to. You stop have doing to. this. The issue with the ants was not like, it was bad being ants because of their mandibles. They were gross and I didn't like them. It's because of the fucking hive mind thing. Like that yes. was the bad part of the ants. Why are you doing do termites? Do they live in a colony? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Stop. Stop that. So <laughs> Jake and Tobias. Jake's not even there for this. He like draws the short straw so he doesn't get to become a termite. He gets to serve as a distraction. How so he doesn't salty get to witness. do you think Jake was though? <laughs> oh my God. He was like, oh, but bug. I, so I want to be the bug. So close. He's like picking up the termite like, don't you worry. I'll be you later. I was like, I- I'll acquire this more for personal reasons. Thank you. <laughs> personal reasons. <laughs> so Jake and Tobias get to act as a distraction while the other four morph into fucking termites to get under the force field. <laughs> like idiots. Like idiots. And everything is kind of going according to plan until they get closer to the building. And then the termite morphs start feeling like this really strong compulsion and it gets so bad that they all completely lose control of their termite bodies. Because guess what? Termites operate on a hive mind. You guys. You guys. <laughs> Who could have seen so, this coming? <laughs> this shit is bad. Like, they fear that they're going to spend the rest of their lives living as termites. Because they have they can't, within the two-hour time limit, they can't regain control over their bodies. And so... They are receiving their orders from the termite queen, and Cassie's like, I gotta do it, man. I fucking gotta do it. (laughs) And somehow she overcomes the termite instincts and then just, like, kills the termite queen by beheading her. Doesn't she, like... And Cassie feels many guilts. Doesn't she, like, kind of, um, like, inception her termite brain or something to make the termite think that she's trying to kill an ant or something? And then she's just really just killing the queen? It's like, yo... She goes hard, yes. And so they all demorph because Cassie's, like, freaking out at this point. Like She wants to demorph as soon as possible. And they're like, Cassie, no, you're inside a piece of wood. And she's like, I'm fucking demorphing, guys. I can't do it. I'm out. <laughs> so Axe has to, like, cut her out of a plank of wood with his tail. <laughs> Yikes. So this is like kind of the beginning of Cassie's struggle. Well, not really like the full, like the skunk was the beginning, but further struggles with the question of how she can decide who lives and dies. Like mm-hmm. her, her main thing is if not for me, they would have lived or existed peacefully or whatever, which they're termites do. Like I get, okay. If there's something maybe that there are less of, on the planet earth like if you became a siberian tiger to kill all the other siberian tigers yeah that'd probably be bad but termites cassie come on but that's that's the whole point though isn't it it's not about the utility of the thing it's about the fact that everything has a right to live its own life like that's what cassie's struggling that's true, with but here also they're just termites you yeah, think that I get if she it. was if she was like in her human mode and she and there was a mosquito biting her she wouldn't slap at it I don't know. I don't, because, I mean, she's a vegetarian, right? She's the only one who is, I think. That sounds right. I can't I, confirm, though. I th- <laughs> I know she eats veggie pizza in this book, because I was like, why did you have to qualify that it was 
veggie. Like just it's pizza. It's natural state is vegetarian. Because I don't know whatever. Animals. But like, I think they've kind of grappled with the like one to one, uh, life for a life idea before in terms of the hawk with Tobias when like the other Mm -hmm. hawk died because they thought it was Tobias and whatever. So we've seen that come up before, but I think this is introducing this kind of like the, how many, I guess, of another species life is worth a human Mm -hmm. life, I guess. So, I mean like the mosquito thing. Yeah. She'd probably slap at a mosquito, but I think the, the thing with this is like, she didn't wipe out one mosquito. She wiped out an entire colony of, of living beings. And like, that would kind of fuck you up if you think if you think of it in terms of like numbers, right? I guess I, as a person who hates bugs immensely, would feel no issue here, and I'm having a hard time connecting to her. See, I can't kill bugs in my house, so like, I get Cassie's thing. <laughs> I'm googling: Do termite colonies have a backup queen? <laughs> I mean, even if she didn't kill them by killing the queen, she killed them by, like, turning into a human while stuck in... Like, she definitely smushed them. That's true. She definitely smushed a lot of them. Um, Hold on. Termite queens can live 25 to 50 years. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, see, it says here, when the queen dies and the pheromone she uses to block reproductive development is no longer produced, a new queen will develop in the colony. Hmm. So, like... All the, all Cassie did was kill the birth control, basically. And now there's going to be lots of other queens. <laughs> but then she did smush them all. <laughs> but then she did she did do a smush. She Most also likely. killed a plank of wood. So how do you feel about that, Cassie? Mm, yeah. Tree hugger. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it, Cassie. Hypocrite. <laughs> so as she's like... Sh- Grappling with these questions, though, Cassie also makes this completely wild assumption, which is that she has been more animals than most people have seen in their lives. I was thinking Wait, about And she that says too. this multiple times in the book. Like, Cassie, there is a zoo in your hometown <laughs> where you have not even gone around to become all the animals yet. Maybe, maybe she thinks most people don't go to zoos. Uh, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's become like maybe at this point like maybe twelve animals. Okay, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think especially when you get into like the half of them are bugs. She's right. Half of them are bugs, and I think they're kind of double counting stuff that I would like kind of lump together if I was listing out the animals I had seen. Okay. Like, I feel like if I'm listing out the animals I've seen, I'd be like, I've seen bears. I wouldn't be like, well, I've seen a grizzly bear. I've seen a Kodiak bear. I've seen, you know, I just like, I've seen bear, Mm. you know? So, I mean, like, I feel like. Yeah, but you would like list differently, like grizzly bear from polar bear. Right, right. right. That's what I'm saying, though. I think that like, especially when you consider the fact that she's definitely counting distinct species in her morph list. And most people would not count distinct species in their like animals I have seen list unless you are like a bird watcher or something like Mm -hmm. I think she's really padding out her list and people would call their list of seen animals and even then I think that number of animals seen would still beat number of animals been yes a hundred percent every time (laughs) (laughs) let's list all the animals we've seen like Okay, hold on. Do we have enough time? <laughs> I have seen beagle, 
I have seen okay. Dachshund. I okay, no, 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 Corgi. no, no. I, Hold I on. You can't count different dogs. <laughs> okay. I've seen dog. I've seen cat. Okay. I've seen mm-hmm. mouse. I've uh-huh. seen rat. Yep. I've seen bird. Uh-huh. I've seen pig. Uh-huh. I've seen cow. I've seen horse. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen lobster. <laughs> I've seen yep. crab. Yep. I've seen squid. Yep. I have, I'm running out of animals I can name off the top of my head. I've seen see, llama. See, that's only 11. And we said Cassie's been 12. I've Cassie's seen ostrich. Two. I'm still going. <laughs> Hold on, though. Hamster? Hold on. You said, you said you've seen ostrich and you've seen bird. Have you seen a bird that's Shit. not an ostrich? Shit. Have you seen a bird that's not an ostrich? I don't know now. These lists are messing with my mind. <laughs> Well, I think we, we've got to call it a draw. I think so. Cassie's just too smug. She's too smug in her morphing abilities. One alien gives her a compliment on her morphing abilities, and she's like, mm, I'm the queen of animals now. Everyone's <laughs> constantly blowing her shit up about it. They're like, Cassie, you're so good at morphing. Cassie, I wish I could morph as fast as you. Cassie, Cassie you're a beautiful morpher. You're beautiful. You're it's morphing. an art form. When you do it. I'm sorry to keep harping on the shipping aspects of this, but I am saying that if Tumblr was around when Animorphs was happening, there would be a lot of mm-hmm. fan fiction about like Cassie's beautiful morphing and Marco falling in love with her via her beautiful morphing and how beautiful yes. she is when she morphs. Ugh. Which morph would it be that, that made Marco fall in love? Like, like a fucking swan or something. Yeah. On the 10th mission in a row where Jake made us morph into bugs, Cassie became a beautiful termite. There was something different about her her mandibles this time. The way the six legs just popped out of her side. Her chitin glistened in the moonlight. <laughs> and Marco knew. Uh. <laughs> oh. Anyway... They're inside the building now. Jake's going to give everybody in the morphs his fetish just by forcing it on them constantly. Honestly, though. Oh, gosh. I, like, really am dreading the book where Axe is like, my favorite morph is the cockroach morph. (laughs) No, Axe is already... Oh, well, that's next book. But Axe does say that he doesn't like morphing small stuff, so... This is true. We do have to talk about that next episode. There's a sandbag against the incoming tide of Jake's sexual bug pleasure. <laughs> Axe does some hacky computer stuff. and But it's like old people hacking, I think, where he just like goes on to a website that they're already logged in on and mm-hmm. looks at stuff. Yeah. And he, he discovers that a committee is voting on whether or not the logging operation can, can, can exist. There is one vote, yes, obviously a yerk. One vote, no, hopefully human. And one voter who is traveling out to the logging operation later that week. Hopefully human. What would the other option be? Oh, hopefully like, I meant to say like, hopefully not controller human. Hopefully regular, regular style human. No, but even then. Okay, so the option would be he's either an uncontrolled human or a controller human. Mm -hmm. If he's a controller Mm -hmm. human, then you're imagining a situation in which one controller voted yes, and the other one voted no just to make it more fun for everyone. Yeah, they they are really like, they like the drama of it. They're like, it's too easy. It's too easy. 
You know who else is? It's not just Jake that has a monopoly on bad plans. Visitor 3 is also very bad at plans. <laughs> just like the Animorphs are like, we can't hang out in a group in case the controllers catch on to us, which is nonsense. The 100%. Yerks are over here like, we can't all vote yes on this in case the government figures it out. <laughs> in case the Bandalites figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, so they decide that they're going to somehow intervene when that committee member comes to visit. I don't have a plan. What? what they don't know. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, Cassie kind of guilts the other Animorphs to help her care for these skunks' kits, and they all take turns morphing into the mommy skunk and feeding the babies, and Tobias watches over them when they're not there, when they have to go to school and do their regular shit. And they bring Tobias frozen mice... And Cassie's, like, still mad at him about the eating the skunk thing. And Tobias is like, y'all could bring me frozen mice all the time. Which makes it seem like none of them thought of that. Yeah, they don't care. Like, Rachel's the only one that hangs out with them outside of morphing stuff. Very rude. Very rude, It's extremely rude. Cassie's all pissed off because they left him out to starve. And she's like, you couldn't have come up with a more humane, like, you couldn't have gone to McDonald's and gotten yourselves burgers? What's wrong with you, Tobias? (laughs) (laughs) but then Cassie's like oh yeah I guess we could do that should I start doing that and Tobias is like no I must hunt (laughs) but also his stomach growls which kind of reveals that he would like that yeah he's like no no it's fine don't bring me sustenance I'll just keep staying out here eating skunks (laughs) watching Rachel as she sleeps I wouldn't like a nice clean frozen unscented mouse to gnaw on i would rather eat a baby skunk the smelliest possible food i love having to work so hard and gamble for every meal Mm. love it thank you all so much (laughs) caring nobody cares for swift wind (laughs) fuck all of you except rachel (laughs) so they do this until like Whatever, until the next plot point, which is that the day (laughs) arrives when the committee member is to arrive at the logging operation. And the big fear here is that they're getting this guy to come out into the middle of the forest, into their top secret force field enclosed logging operation. Like, these guys are definitely going to put a yerk up inside this dude. For sure. So they're like, we got to ambush the Jeep that's driving to the logging operation before they yerk him up. The guy shows up at the logging operation and Visser 3 walks out. And they're like, damn, we didn't know this went all the way up. Which, like, they should have. But Visser 3 comes out and he, like, slaps the guy around a little bit. The Animorphs all turn into their big predators, except Axe, who they still haven't bothered getting him another morph. They're just like, you're fine the way you are. You know, when you get injured, those injuries are permanent. But when we get injured, we can just morph back into humans. And it's like, it didn't happen. That's a good point. Does that ever come up? Yes. In the next book, which I can't talk about because spoilers, but yes. (laughs) Please take pity on Axe and get him a tiger or something to touch. Like, why is Axe okay with this? Why isn't he like, I would like some sort of protection, please. Like, I get he really likes his tail. Why has Axe, why does Axe not have, like, a plethora of Andalite alien animals to be? Like, he was in training to be an Andalite warrior. Surely part of that training is acquiring a shit ton of scary animals, right? 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, unless he was, like, too young to have the software installed into his brain or whatever it is that they use. But he had to have the software installed because he can do it now. And he hasn't met another Andalite since they crashed. So it's like, what? Again, so I guess maybe we can't blame Jake for being fucking stupid because apparently the Andalites are too. Because it's like, if I was an Andalite (laughs) and I was in charge of Andalite society, I'd be like, all right, the baby is two weeks old. Bring him things to touch now. Like, <laughs> let's get this. Send rolling. him to the menagerie. Right, right. Every city would have a, a like it would be like a library, but with animals, and you would like yeah. rent them so that you could touch them and get their DNA, and then they would go back in storage. And that's pretty cruel to the animals. But you know what? If I had magical animal acquiring powers, that's probably where we would end up as a society. <laughs> Some sacrifices will have to be made. I'm sorry, Cassie. (laughs) Also, my other thing, too, is, like, shouldn't they... So when Axe morphs into a human, he is a mix of the four Mm -hmm. kids that are supposed to pretend like they don't know each other outside of morphing. Like, why can't he just go touch one other person and blend that in so it's, like, I also have the question of why these four kids think that it's so stupid it's so stupid i wanted it's because they're kids it's so dumb that they're like we can't hang out in a group the four of us together because the teachers will notice and if any of them is a controller they'll be like ah those kids are hanging out and that's suspicious okay yeah even if there's like a clear connection rachel and jake are cousins rachel and jake and marco are best friends and cassie and rachel cassie and rachel are best friends it would make the most sense in the world to hang out together and the Bandalites is a group, as far as the Yerks know, of five to six. Why would they be like, group of four, must be them, humans, clearly. <laughs> like, what? What? The number know. of logical leaps someone would have to make to see these four children who, prior to this, hung out together all the time, hanging out again and be like, mm, suspicious. Children suspicious. never hang out in it. groups. Like, what? <laughs> you know what is suspicious? Them suddenly not talking to each other ever. Right. I'm just saying it's either drugs or they're animorphs now. (laughs) Parents, talk to your teens about animorphs. (laughs) Is your son or daughter going to the zoo just to touch all of the animals? (laughs) Being a teenager, your body experiences many changes, but there's one change your body shouldn't experience. Say no to morphing. (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't morph into a termite would you (laughs) animorphs not even once (laughs) so they fight there's a fight and basically cassie and the committee member are captured and like put into a box and cassie's like "Mm, what can i do here what's the play so she demorphs and then morphs back into a skunk. <laughs> because, you know what? Skunks have stinks. Uh, the level of weaponized skunking that is in this book. Just don't buy it. Yes. No, the whole end of this book, I'm just like, what? Very what happened? Dumb. Were you did, you... did you write this the day before it was due? What is going on? <laughs> like... <laughs> And I also like this characterization that they give the skunks, which is like, they're just like this, they're so peaceful and confident because they know no one's going to fuck with their smelly butts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, relatable. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. 3 opens the box and Cassie fucking sprays these bitches and they all go bonkers. They're... Acting like their worlds are collapsing. <laughs> the smell is too much. The hork bajir apparently have a very good sense of smell. And <laughs> this Earth 3 is like, quick, to the spaceship! And Axe comes out and he's all, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you think you're going to get rid of this skunk smell in space? <laughs> I'll tell you the secret. The secret of getting rid of this skunk smell. If you let all of us go, including the committee person, which what? Visser 3 was so close to victory here. He had all of the Animorphs, all of the Bandalites, and the committee person. Like, he didn't even need to fuck with the... He could have let the committee person go and just killed the Bandalites. Right. Dobbs done. You win Earth. His whole reason for wanting to do this whole stupid logging thing was to cut down the forest so the Vandalites had nowhere to be. Exactly. <laughs> Just shoot them. Shoot them with and your you guns. And you know what? He has a human morph. Like, go as a human to look up in the human library how to get rid of skunk smell. <laughs> Talk to any of your human controllers and be like, little Yerks, can you please look through the human memories to find out the secret of skunk smell? Oh, it just it smelled so bad they couldn't think straight. They couldn't. They couldn't. They were they were at their weakest. Visitor 3 was humiliated. A skunk, a 13-year-old girl in a skunk's body just lifted up her tail and sprayed her butt juice in his face. He was humiliated. <laughs> Oh man, this book series is so good. <laughs> so Mr. Oh. 3 is like, tell me your secrets and I will let you all go. And Axe is like, LOL, it's grape juice, right guys? <laughs> <laughs> and they all have a good chuckle about it because the secret, in case you didn't know is tomato juice. Oh. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of this weird-ass book. <laughs> it's a good secret. <laughs> it was a very good secret. Like, I'm trying to think what else the title could possibly be referring to in this book. Nothing. Nothing. Like, I mean, there's, like... The secret logging operation. Yeah, I guess. Or, like, you could, I guess, kind of from the philosophical side of things, make the argument that it's, like, Cassie figures out the secret of, uh, like, that, I guess, the world is a cruel and dark place where people kill each other all the time. But, like, we didn't talk about that. That's, like, the conclusion Cassie comes to. She's, like, some murder's okay, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she has to be okay with the fact that Tobias sometimes kills animals and she has to be okay with the fact that she sometimes yes. kills animals. So I guess that's kind of the conclusion that you have to make. And I think, isn't there a part in this book where they, I'm pretty sure it's this one where they're like, um, they, Oh yeah, it is because it's when the guy, the logging comp, the guy who's going to sign off or not, who's going to cast the last vote before he shows up, they're like, what do we do about him? And Axe is like, okay, well if he's not a controller yet, we'll try to like, uh, 
keep them from turning him into a controller. And they're like, okay, what do we do if he is a controller? And Axe is like, I don't know. I guess we'll just try to like shut down the company. And Cassie's like, if he wasn't a human controller, we would probably just kill him, right? Like, it, we we should just yeah, kill him. True. Like, Cassie kind of is advocating for. I mean, she's she's not saying like let's do that. She's kind of like, well, that is what we would do, right? If it was like a taxon or a hork bajir, which is pretty dark. I think this is kind of getting into morbid moment because I think mm-hmm. that was mine. The moment when Cassie's kind of like, well, why don't we just kill? this guy. I mean, she does, it's not phrased that way in the book, but that is what she is asking is like, why don't we just kill? Yeah. This dude? She's like, we're, you're not thinking about this. Let's just logically let's just kill this dude, which is bringing up this question of like, yeah, why don't they kill the human controllers? Okay. It's because they have good lives and, or they have lives and children and whatever they wanted to return to. But like at the mm-hmm. same time, it's the whole, like, it's the whole Star Trek thing of like, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, you know? And I think the conclusion that they come up with, go ahead. I'll say, well, and then Tobias kind of rationalizes it for her and he's like, well, you're human. So it's natural for you to want to preserve human life. Fuck the rest. (laughs) Right. But then also Cassie does have the thing of like, maybe that is what makes humans different from animals is that humans care about protecting other species, which I guess, Mm, but then it becomes this big, issue again of like i don't the the morality of this book series is getting murkier by the minute because it is very much like yeah the the yurks suck because they're doing these terrible things to humans but the yurks are doing what they think they need to do to survive i mean they're Mm -hmm. wrong but it's what they think they need to do to like make their species live on and we'll see kind of different approaches to that as we move on but like it's I don't I don't know where I land on this like I don't know what the answer is to Cassie's question of like what life is worth saving Mm -hmm. that that is hard it's hard to at the age of 13 especially to serve as like judge jury executioner right Mm -hmm. but also at the same time like you can't you can't save everybody And you can't blame yourself for the series of events that led to it happening, right? Yeah. Like, this is kind of my problem with the Alien book, a little bit, when Axe had the opportunity to kill Visser 3, the Andalite body, and and he's like, mm, now I'll let you live. I'm like, but if you had just killed him, then that would have solved so many of your problems. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of, like, a little bit getting into... I guess kind of the argument that maybe this book series is leading into, and I don't know if it's going to continue to expand on this or not, but that maybe it's saying it's easy to do math with people's lives, right? Like it's easy to be like, well, if we kill this one person, that will save a bunch of people. So that's the right, it's like the trolley problem, right? Like it's like if we kill one, we save five. But at the same time, like that one person has their own shit going on too, you know? So mm-hmm. I, that one person book, could have su- cured cancer. Yeah. Or just, and I, I don't even think it's that. I don't even think, I think that that's at least for acts. That's the conclusion he comes to. It's not, Oh, this one person, his interior life is better than these five people's interior lives, interior, interior lives. It's that he has one period. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have the right, to make the decision to take that away. 
Does that make sense? Like it's not it's not a numbers game, I think, for Axe. And I think Cassie right. is kind of struggling with the fact that war makes things a numbers game. And they are in a war. Yes. Very dark. <laughs> yeah, maybe as they get older, things will change for them. I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see where like this dark path is going to be leading them. Yeah. And maybe after we discuss our next book in the series, too, we'll have more thoughts about it. Because I think uh, there's I some commentary there as well. Definitely have more thoughts. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about with that one. That one was a little bit more um, lore-filled, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So your morbid moment was Cassie. Yes. Did you have a morbid moment? Essentially. I think mine was the whole termite thing. Mm. I know it's a little bit similar to the ant thing. Yeah. It's um, so gross, though. Still extremely gross and terrifying. I think this loss of your, it's the idea of the Yerks, right? Mm -hmm. Your mind is trapped in a body you can't control. So they kind of got a little taste for that now and they didn't like it. So, you know, Jake didn't have to live through it again. Thank God. (laughs) Who knows what he would have been going through. Um, (laughs) It'd be so conflicted. But yeah. (laughs) I hate this, but it turns me on. It turns (laughs) me on. I want it, but I hate it. I hate that I want it. <laughs> God, Jake, you're trash. trash. So what are your series theories then moving forward? I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I've touched on a few of them. Um, I didn't have any major ones, I guess, just kind of in the the vein of like where this series is going. Like I said, I think Cassie's uh, probably going to at some point the grades thing is going to maybe rear up again. I'm guessing that's going to be a through line just Mm -hmm. because it was so underused in this. Um, More bugs, probably. There's just a ton of bugs. There's a (laughs) never-ending amount of bugs for Jake to become. I think Applegate probably did realize a couple books in that, like, bugs were going to be the go-to just because sneaking around, you kind of can't be a fucking tiger. They small. Yeah. I mean... That's cool and all, but also there's only so many times we can do a bug morph and have me care about the body horror with the bug morphing. 100%. I would be interested when we're done, because I don't want to look ahead of time because I want to avoid spoilers, but I'd be interested in seeing what the proportion of like insects on the book covers are to like any other type of animal. (laughs) Or just like, I would like a list of what morphs everybody has so I can see the breakdown. Maybe I should start. Jake's will be all bugs. It'll be all bugs all the time. I think Wikipedia has, like for each book, There's there's a Wikipedia entry for each book, and each book lists the morphs that the children acquire. Yeah. Okay. So, might have to start paying attention. Um, mm-hmm. who is your most valuable morph this this week? Oh, I don't. That's a good question. They were all a little bit because they didn't have anything to do. Right. And it certainly wasn't Cassie, even though she had the termite queen moment. Hmm. I think for me it has to be Tobias. Same. He's kind of like the rock here, right? Not Dwayne yep. Johnson, but like an actual rock. I, I agree. I think Tobias is really, should be the leader, is the backbone of this group, is the mm-hmm. uh, most competent of them all, and the, the most practical. Um, I would also probably put Axe up there again. I know we give it to him a decent amount too, but. Yeah, but he can hack and he's got the tail. He can hack with both computer skills and his tail. And he did have the very, very good grape juice goof. So this is true. He nailed the ending of this book. He's like, guys, (laughs) this Cassie shit's too dark. 
I'm going to get him with a joke. Leave him, leave him chuckling at the end so that they want to pick up the next book as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, that Animorph's still lighthearted. So glad. All right. So I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I think so. Okay. So next week, we will be finishing up our cyberpunk unit with All Systems Red by Martha Wells. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys want to come by to check that out. And then if you are just here for the Animorphs train, that's going to be the week after with uh, Animorphs number 10, the Android. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Getting back into a Marco POV. Ready for some goofs. Mm. Ready for some japes. Yeah. <laughs> ready for some some startling revelations perhaps yes <laughs> some love confessions maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> in the meantime if you need to get in touch with us about your own animorph series theories if you want to gush to us about this series if you have suggestions for what we should do with our lives once animorphs is over you can email us shuffleawarecast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us, which is the one I usually say first. So this was kind of weird. At ShelfawareCast. Thank you as always to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can find his YouTube in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should because we are bringing you all kinds of fun things every week now. Every Monday you get to wake up and listen to our lovely voices talk to you about books. It's, it's wonderful. Good job, us. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't use Apple Podcasts, it's okay because you can talk about us anywhere your heart desires. You could go to your local zoo and (laughs) put placards, get our stickers, write to us so we can send you stickers. And you could go hang them up at the exhibits where our animorphs are. (laughs) In the words of K.A. Applegate, I yelled, ah, Marco yelled, ah, Axe agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, it was in the next chapter, which is why, okay. And, okay, so let me try to get back into something resembling some sort of something. (laughs) I think it should just be five minutes of you saying, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) 